friend, and welcome back to the Habits and Home Show. I'm so glad that you're hanging out with me today, and I hope you're having a fabulous and fun summer. Summertime is my favorite time of the year. Yes, I live in Florida and it is hot, but I love the heat because I love to swim. I love to get outside in my garden. I love the sunshine. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to remind you of a couple of resources that I have available for you. First of all, the daily reset checklist. If you do not have this daily reset checklist, what are you even doing with your life as a mom? (laughs) This is how... I live my life by resetting. And if I didn't have my daily reset every single night, I think I would lose my mind the next day. (laughs) So if you need this reset checklist in your life, which, hello, you do, go to habitsandhome.com. And on the very first page, you will see at the very top, it says daily reset checklist. Get that checklist, print it out, put it on a clipboard, and have it for yourself every single night to live by. All right, the next thing is I want to invite you to our Habits and Home Facebook group. We just had our Clear the Clutter Challenge where we cleared the clutter in our email inbox. And let me tell you, it was a huge success. I had lots of women in there that were clearing tens of thousands of emails, y'all. I don't even know how they did it. It is mind blowing to me, but I gave them some tips. I gave them a, a tutorial. And I encourage them the last three days, and I'm so proud of them. I want to invite you into the Facebook group to be encouraged, to help you declutter, and to just be a part of this beautiful community. So go to habitsandhome.com slash community to join the group. And last but not least, if you have been wanting to declutter and organize your home, but you lack the motivation and accountability to even start, and you just feel stuck, I have four spots available for Clutter and Habits Coaching in July. Only four spots, ladies. When they're gone, they're gone. July is a busy month, so we got to get started right away before we get back into the swing of school and fall activities. Get your house decluttered and organized, all right? So go to habitsandhome.com services to get started with your private coaching sessions. All right, let's start today's show. So let me ask you something. Have you been thinking about homeschooling your kids, but you're just too scared to take the plunge? It's been on your heart for a couple of months or maybe even a couple of years, but for one reason or another, you're always able to find an excuse, whether it's due to family finances, your lack of confidence in your ability, or not wanting to give up the career that you love. It could be a combination of all three of those and probably some other things as well. You may even have some friends that homeschool or follow some homeschooling mamas on social media and you dream of what it could be like for you and your kids. But all the fears and the what ifs keep holding you back from even trying it out. You definitely don't want to fail at it and mess up your kids and keep them from even being able to go back to school if you wanted to send them back. But let me ask you something. What if it ends up being, well, yes, one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life, but also the most beautiful and memorable time of your motherhood? My friend Beth Johns was right where you are for years, going back and forth every school year, trying to decide if this was the year she was going to homeschool her kids. I remember several years of our private conversations and her asking me every little detail and getting advice on how they could work it out financially. After years 
of wrestling with this conviction, Beth has finally said yes to homeschooling her kids. And she's on the podcast today sharing her story with us. If you've been thinking about homeschooling or you're new to homeschooling, you will be blessed by this conversation. Let's dive in. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hi, friends. I have my friend, Beth. I almost called you Beth Nash. <laughs> Beth, <laughs> Beth Johns on the, uh, on the call with me today are on the podcast with me today. And Beth and I have been friends since high school. We did like youth ministry. I guess it was more like college ministry together. College, yeah. Yeah. And we went yeah. on, I remember this one mission trip. We went on to the keys at the Florida keys. Mm-hmm. And that's where Beth and I really got to know each other really well. Yep. And I am so excited. We've been in contact all of these years mm-hmm. and I'm excited to have her on the show today to tell you about herself and her, the journey that she is about to embark with her family. So I just want to say welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you so much. Yeah. So first of all, let's kick it off by you telling me about yourself or telling you know the listeners about yourself mm-hmm. and your family and what makes your family unique. Okay, so um, Matt and I, uh, I guess you could say courted in high school, you know, it was like back in the day when like I kissed dating goodbye was like all day, you probably remember that. Absolutely. Um, We started liking each other, courting or whatever um, in high school. And then um, just like started dating after that. And then um, shortly thereafter, he, um, if you don't know my husband, he's a professional musician and he went on the road at 19 years old with the Glenn Miller Orchestra. And so um, when he did that, I went off to college and we just kind of like parted ways. Like we just had this, you know, fates that was like, we're going to take a break from each other right now, but we believe God's going to bring us back together at the right point of time. Um, and so you'll hear, hear me talk a lot about fates because yeah, I just, I've had to have faith for a lot of things in my life. So you'll hear me talk a lot about faith on this podcast, but, um, and so, um, whenever he went off on the road, I went to college, we took that break. And then uh, like seven years after we had begun dating, um, from the time we were 17 until, um, the time we got married, which we were 24 when we got married. Um, yeah, there was like this big break and then God brought us back together at the right time and we got married and started a family. So, Um, yeah. And I think what makes us unique is that, um, Matt is a professional musician. Like he, um, he does, that's his living. That's what he does for a living. Um, so his hobby is his, is his living and it's a blessing. Um, and he gets to do what he loves. And so that's great. And that is one of the things like, I know we'll probably get into this later, but that's one of the things that we're super excited about is that he travels a lot. And that now that we're going to be homeschoolers, we're going to be able to go with him more often and just be like, we're just so excited about that family unit. Um, just being able to cultivate that. 
So. Oh my goodness. That yeah. is so exciting. <laughs> it really is. I, I cannot wait to follow all the trips that you're going to take and everything. Thank but, you. Thank but you. Also, like you told us about Matt, but tell us about mm-hmm. you and the children. Oh, okay. So, um, I do that sometimes. I just talk about him because he's way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but so I've been a teacher since gosh, 2008. Um, you know, I went to college for, uh, to get a degree in Christian education. And I like thought that I was going to go into children's ministry and there just didn't happen to be anything in our area at the time for children's ministry. And so, um, I just started getting everything I needed to get in order to be a teacher. And, um, I got my first job teaching in 2008 and, um, just finished up my last year of teaching. Um, and now we're looking into homeschooling and I've actually already started the process of homeschooling. So we're super excited about that. Okay. And now the children. (laughs) And now the children. Okay. So I have two kids. I know. I'm like, that's my brain. That's how it works. I got to break it apart into like compartmentalized pieces. That's okay. I'm here Um, to guide you. (laughs) Thanks friends. I appreciate it. So I have two kids. Uh, Caleb is nine and Elise is five and Caleb is my like quiet, kind of shy until you like get to know him. And then he just kind of comes out of his bubble, but he's, um, he's pretty smart. He plays the drums. Like he's just, he's kind of my creative, like little Einstein, I guess. Yeah. He's like a a mini Matt, isn't he? He really is. He's he's a miniature version of his dad. Um, and then Elise is basically a miniature version of me. (laughs) Um, she's very social. She loves people. She loves to be around people. Um, she likes socializing. And so, um, and she's just a ball of energy, like all the time, (laughs) just constantly just making us all laugh. So yeah. You mentioned homeschooling in your little intro and I know there's Mm -hmm. been, there's been a tug on your heart for years to homeschool and you've, you've talked to me on and off about Mm -hmm. it because I was in the same boat as you. I was a public school Mm -hmm. teacher. I taught for four Mm -hmm. years and then I had children and I just felt God leading me to homeschool and I didn't know why. And Mm -hmm. my, my why has changed so many times Mm -hmm. and I just feel a piece about it. So can you tell us a little bit about your story and what has led you to this exact point? Yeah. So we, um, my husband and I wanted to homeschool, like from the time we met, like we even talked about it when we were dating, we're like, we don't want our kids in public school. Like we want to homeschool. My husband was homeschooled, um, for ninth through 11th grade. And so he just had a really pleasant experience with that. Like just being pulled. I mean, his mom felt like he was supposed to be pulled out of school, like right at that time. And he was, and, um, then like his senior year, he ended up going back and he really enjoyed it and had a great experience. And so I thought, well, I just, you know, we both experienced, um, being in public school and just all the, I don't even know, like yeah. the failure of the system, I guess you can, yeah. Call it. yeah. And we experienced that ourselves and we just didn't want that for our children. And so, um, yeah, we've, we've always wanted to do that, but then as time went by, we both became teachers. And, um, and so, um, yeah, like our, our, when our kids became school age, they just, we were at Belmont Academy and they just ended up coming to Belmont with us. And it was great because, um, at the time the school was really small, it's grown a lot since then, but it was really small. And, um, they even had a room for Elise so she could be in, they had a baby room for her. So she could be in the baby room while my son Caleb was in pre-K and it just, it was the right thing at the time for us to do. Um, but as time has gone by and things have changed, 
um, it, it was no longer for us. And, um, that tug on my heart to homeschool has never gone away. It's always yeah. been there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So making that final decision, what did that feel like? Um, it, it was like, I, I said the other day, whenever I, I made a post on um, Instagram and Facebook about like, you know, this is, you know, I took a picture of the school and it's like, it's hard because I love people there and I, I have friends and I have colleagues there. Um, but I said, you know, like this has always been in my heart. Like this has always been what I wanted to do. And every summer I remember like before school would start back, I would ask God, like, I just pray and be like, Lord, is this the time? Is this, is this it? You know, and he was like, it's not, not yet, you know, not yet. And so, um, I always knew that he had a reason for me being there. He had a purpose, whether it was a student and lots of parents it was so sweet. Like lots of parents commented, like you were the, you know, I'm glad God had you there at the time because my kid needed you or, you know, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm thankful for that you know yeah. so thankful for that um but this year it was really I really started to get burnt out like teaching and you know 14 years is a long time to be in that profession and it is a very draining profession like anybody mm-hmm. who's ever been a teacher even the best of schools can tell you it's a very draining profession um, because you're being pulled at from all angles and um and so it just started to feel like um I was burnt out and I just didn't you know really know what to do and And so when I started feeling that, I was like, well, there's a reason why I'm feeling this way. Like God's changing my purpose, you know, like he's, he's getting me ready for something else. And so then I was like, is it homeschool? (laughs) Is that it? (laughs) And and actually, you know, after talking to Matt and praying and um, just as much as the school had grown, it wasn't that like, it used to be so small and like family oriented and um, it just, it's so big now. And, um, it was like, yeah, this is, this is it. It's the time it's time for homeschooling. So, yeah. Right. I, you know, like I said, so many reasons have changed Mm -hmm. and they will, they will for you as you go along. And, Mm -hmm. um, but for me, one of the main reasons was I don't think I would regret homeschooling my kids, but I might regret not homeschooling. Yes. Yes. I, and so that was like, what solidified it for me when I felt God tugging it on my heart. And I was like, no, Mm. homeschool families are weird. I know, you know, like I I don't don't, do that. I don't (laughs) want to do that. And I was a public school teacher. And then like you, I was like, oh, okay, I'll have kids and they'll just go to school with me. And then I felt that tug and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And when I mentioned it to Jared, he's like, okay. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to, you're supposed to say no. Fight me on this. (laughs) You're supposed to to say no and close that door, you know, and it just, it just worked. Okay. So what are you most excited about, but what concerns do you still have about choosing to homeschool? Um, I think I'm just excited about like, well, first of all, I'm so excited about being able to have that family devotion time in the morning. Um, That's one of the things I've, I feel like we're lacking and living in this really rushed society of like, if you got to get up and get ready for school, it's like, get up, get your, you know, like you have to get your backpack, you have your breakfast, you have your teeth brushed. Like, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And I, I'm really excited about the slow living. First of all, like I'm so excited about not having to rush my kids out the door. Um, but I'm really looking forward to like having a family devotion time in the morning. And, um, that's something that's just been on my heart for a really long time. And, you know, mornings have been crazy whenever we have to get ready for school. And so, um, 
really looking forward to that. My concerns though are, um, I know everybody's like, don't worry about this, but like socialization, you know, like I have two kids that really need socialization for different reasons. Like, um, Caleb, like I said, he's basically a mini Matt and he's a little Einstein and he would be totally fine just hanging out at home by himself all the time, but he needs to be around other people because he's, too okay with being by himself. So he needs to be around other people for that reason. And Elise, on the other hand, loves people. And I'm afraid like she would almost get like sad or like even yeah. a little depressed if she wasn't around other people all the time. So both of them need um, a co-op. They both need the socialization. They need to have out of out, outside of school activities and mm-hmm. um, things like that. And so, um, So I think that's the one thing that concerns me. We're not going to join any kind of co-op right away just because I feel like we need to find our rhythm first. Like I know there's great ones in town and I've, you know, I think there's, they're just amazing. Like all the co-ops are amazing that I've looked into. Um, But I just really feel like we need to find our rhythm and we need to find what works for us before we go from something that's, you know, public school to Mm -hmm. like right into something that's totally different. And my kids are like, taken back by it so um so we're gonna wait on the co-op but they're still gonna be in like you know outside of school activities like Caleb still takes drum lessons and um we are working on getting him approved to still be able to take band at Belmont as a homeschool student so he'll still be able to do that um and then Elise is in ballet and so we'll continue that even when she's homeschooling and that that way they'll still have some contact with their peers and people that they that they know and and things that they enjoy doing. So yeah. Love that. I love that. I've heard so many families and I never had to do this because we didn't come from a public school setting to a home setting, but mm-hmm. the, the idea of like a, a detox, like a, a, yeah. a school detox. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was the one that had a detox from it because when I first yeah. started teaching my kids, I had the whole like morning board with the calendar mm-hmm. time <laughs> and we, yeah. and we said the pledge of allegiance. I mean, like <laughs> we did the whole thing. And I was like, I got to the point where God showed me um, the verse in the Bible where it said, um, first uh, Corinthians 13, and it said, mm-hmm. if I have the gift of all knowledge and I have like all the things, mm-hmm. but I don't have love then I have mm-hmm. nothing. And so wow. that's when it flipped for me. That's when it right. flipped from public school mentality at home mm-hmm. to, I want to teach my kids how to love. I want to teach right. my kids how to love books. I want my kids. And yes. what, do, what do I want them to love? I want them to love learning. So right. am I going to stifle them by duplicating what the model that we've been shown (laughs) all of our lives. No, No, I'm going to teach them how to love learning and love each other and Mm -hmm. love love nature. So we're outside a lot. So yeah, I I hope that helps you in some way as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I've already thought about like the detoxing. Like, I feel like I need it. I feel like they need it. Um, And I'm glad I followed people like you for a long time. And I've been able to see like public school and homeschool are not the same and they're not supposed to be the same and you should not try and replicate, um, you know, public school within your home because it's just not the same thing. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be mind blowing. And this is totally, (laughs) totally off topic and out of the loop of questions that I'm doing for you. But the other day, the other day I went to a seasoned homeschool mom's house Mm -hmm. to look at her daughter's uh, literature curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I looked through it and I was like, okay, this is great. I'm going to use this for my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, what are y'all doing for writing? I'm I'm, writing is like, I love to write. I love Mm -hmm. my blog and I love writing and all the things. And she's like, we're not doing writing. I was like, 
Oh, really? She's like, yeah, that's not important to our family. And I don't foresee that for their future, what we're, what we're doing and what their path is. So we're not doing it. I'm like, well, all right then. Okay. <laughs> and I yeah. just, I mean, yeah. I, pr- and, and a lot of people would be taken aback and their, their family is super smart and they're right. They are very like successful in their businesses mm-hmm. and everything. So I, I'm, you can't, I can't look at them and say, well, that was at a very intelligent, unintelligent response because I, right. admi- I admire them, mm-hmm. but it really gave me the freedom to think about, to look at my kids and think, okay, what do we want for our mm-hmm. family? Because right. I, I tend to push math a lot in our, mm-hmm. in our homeschooling and in our family. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what jobs are they really going to do when they're doing right. all this math? Like <laughs> right. Lisa, chill out on the yeah. math, like yeah. do the, do the, do the animal stuff. Cause that's what your kids are interested in. Right. So, <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So hopefully that'll give some parents yeah. uh, some insight to really think about you. You have the opportunity to teach your kids what's important to you and your family. Right. What do the right. Johns want to know? What do the mm-hmm. Lazats want to know? What does your right. family want to know? So anyway, yeah. all right. On, on to question number four. <laughs> all right. What habits do you think are important to establish in your home now that y'all are going to be home a lot more? So, okay, basically, so... basically, basically, what's going to keep you your sanity? <laughs> Um, well, like I said earlier, I I have been following you for a while and I've started doing like my kitchen reset. And I think that that really helps like me have a positive outlook in the morning. Yes, girl. (laughs) And, um, so every night I just try and make sure like my dishes are washed and everything's put away and we will be homeschooling at the dining room table. And so like having that whole area clean and ready to go for the next morning, um, is going to be just a major help, I think. And, um, so I've started doing that already. And then, you know, there are things that, you know, we like if, if my husband, well, my husband will be getting up and still going to work, um, whenever we're homeschooling. So I'll have the coffee, like, like I'll do the timer and have that ready for him and things like that. So just having those little things already done, like doing stuff the night before that'll make you prepared for the next day. Absolutely. Um, So basically it's really important basically what it's doing is it's setting your intentions for mm-hmm. what, what's to come in the morning. Um, right. I know, I know for us, but aside from my, my reset that I do that mm-hmm. you men- mentioned, I will have the boys go to the school cabinet and take out their stack of books. We, mm-hmm. we keep our homeschool very minimal. So we, mm-hmm. they, t- they take out their stacks of books and workbooks and they, they sit it at the place at the dining room table that they usually work at. And so mm-hmm. there's not this like question of when we get up in the morning, what are we doing today? Well, your books are right. already, your books are already out. Right. So it's expected that you're going to do school because right. you'll find this when you start homeschooling that there, you kind of lose track of time. Like mm-hmm. your, your kids won't know if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, unless <laughs> you like keep up with calendar time. And my right. kids, my kids didn't even know about Memorial day on Monday. <laughs> They're like, isn't it Monday? Why is dad home? And you know, like you lose all track yeah. of time. You don't even have to celebrate random holidays because they, are, they aren't <laughs> even, God. Ex- thank God. <laughs> Valentine's day is like, can we just like move on past that? <laughs> I mean, like, they're like, what's, what's, what's this? What's the labor yeah. day? What's, yeah. you know, all those, you know, Christopher Columbus just day random, random. Yeah. Just random veterans. So all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And so like you lose your kids will lose track of time. And so mm-hmm. setting the books out, 
it mm-hmm. kind of like signals to them, oh, it's school day. And it yeah. also will probably get them into the routine of just going over there automatically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. automaticity is really, yeah. um, it's kind of the goal in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So let's switch gears for just a second, because you have been a working mom, you were mm-hmm. a teacher, your kids have been going to public school. So can you speak to parents who are still working parents and their kids are going to school? What mm-hmm. routines have helped your family and have helped you manage your home while being a working parent and your kids are going to school? Um, I would definitely say meal planning um, has helped us a lot. Um, what I do is on a monthly basis, we get butcher box. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I'm not. Is, it's really cool. So you can kind of like set up what you want. It's, it's meats that are delivered to you and they're all organic grass fed. It's grass fed chicken. And do it's you have organic. an affiliate? Do you have an affiliate for that? I do. I do. I, will, I can set you up with that. Yeah. I will put you in, put it in the show notes for people to okay. click on that for you. Yeah. It's really cool. So, um, you can get your, your chicken, your beef, like whatever you choose. And so when I get my box, what I do is I look at it and I see what type of meat I have. They really never tell you other than it's just chicken and steak, like whatever you choose to begin with. So it's always kind of a surprise when you get it. Um, but then I look at what I have and I'm like, okay, well, what can I make with all these different types of meat? And so I just sign um, that like veggies and things like that, that'll go with it. Um, we try to do gluten-free pretty much. So we don't really have a lot of breads and things in there, but, um, yeah, we just, I, I go from there and I make a meal plan and I make my grocery list based off of that and, um, try and just kind of set my week like that. So Sundays are usually my day. That was how I always did it. I would either order Instacart on Sundays. Instacart is great for working. Moms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would order my Instacart on Sundays, but that way I could still rest on Sunday afternoons after church. Um, and know that my groceries were still coming to me and I wouldn't have to like get up and go to the grocery store. Now to save a little bit more money, I'll probably still, I'll probably get up and go to Aldi myself. But, yep. um, I'll see no you there that. on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> um, That's my shopping and, day as well. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Great mind thinking like, and yeah. so I yeah, hit it so up on the way home from church. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so yeah, we, I, I've always done the meal plans that way and just kind of like make sure, you know, uh, whatever snacks the kids needed for lunch. I went ahead and got those at all the publics as well. And then um, the other thing we did was um, the kids had uniforms that they had to wear every day. And so we had this like hanging um, organized organization, like, I don't know what you call it. Just this hanging organization, like drawer thing in their uh-huh. closet, this cloth. And it's sort of like, you know, collapses whenever you take it down, yeah. but it holds clothes. And so we, um, they would just, you know, go through and they'd put their clothes in each night and, and hand Elise all of her, um, you know, all of her uniforms and she'd go through and she'd put them in and in order. So like she would have all of her, like her shirt, her uniform dress, her socks, yeah. everything would be in like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday order. And the same for Caleb. And then they would just know like, okay, I go here and I get this it's Monday. So I get my, my uniform for Monday. And then it kind of goes down from there. So yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> you, it sounds like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I know that you haven't started homeschooling yet. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like such a great opportunity for other parents to hear mm-hmm. what it's like for newbie homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. So I know you're using the summer, like all of us 
other homeschooling moms to plan. Mm -hmm. So what is the planning process look like for you? Where, and where are you planning on? Well, you already mentioned you're planning on homeschooling your Mm -hmm. kids at the dining room table. So are you thinking about like where you're going to store your materials? Are you going to do baskets, shelves, First of all, the planning process that you're going through. And then how, how are you going to manage all the stuff, like the actual stuff and keep it all organized? Yeah. I wish I could like walk you through my house right now because (laughs) I'm like, I guess I'm a little bit of an organization freak. Like I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to that sort of thing. My classroom is always like that. And because I've taught for so long, like I already, I think I told you the other day, like I just brought all my stuff home and like went ahead and put it up. And my husband was like, wow, like they can start homeschooling tomorrow. Like everything's already set. He was kind of laughing at me about it. You're just um, excited. I I am excited. And like, I'm just waiting on my curriculum to get here. Um, But I have like a three-tier cart. And so it's got like, you know, any kind of um, like pencils and colored pencils and things like that at the top. Um, and then just blank paper for right now over the summer, just for drawing, if they want to like go get a blank sheet of paper and draw a picture or something, they can. And then um, the second level has like, um, I think I put like some like workbooks or something they had left over from school, like in there. Um, and then on the bottom level, I'm going to put their homeschool curriculum. So I've already got a three-tier cart. And then we have another, um, it's like a four cube little shelf that I've already put in like any arts and craft supplies and things like that, things that we would use um, that you typically see in a classroom, glue sticks, uh, colored pencils, scissors, that sort of thing. I've already had that in a little um, cube organizer. You can just pull out the little cubes and get what you need out of there. So yeah, Yeah. it's already set. So what is the, what is it like for you right now deciding on curriculum? I mean, I know Um, that's a good thing that you, a lot of people, think, oh, you're a teacher. You, it's easy for oh, you, but yes, no, I've been told that so many times already, like by friends that are like, oh, it'll be great. It's so cool that your kids have a teacher, like a professional teacher. And I'm like, it doesn't take that. Like, no, you have to no. be a professional teacher. And just because I have that does not translate over into no, it does not. It's totally different. Um, totally. Like, yeah. And you have to be organized, but still like, everything else is completely obsolete. So, um, I forgot what the question was again, because we were able to (laughs) picking curriculum and how are you, how, how did you, how did you decide get to the, that deciding factor? Um, I just, I started looking at, I have a good friend, Heather Jewell, who also homeschools is a mutual friend of ours. And, um, I knew she used the good and the beautiful for ELA. She mentioned it to me before and seems to really like it. So I was like, well, I'll just look at it and see if I, if I like it as well. And I literally just fell in love with that curriculum. Like it is, it is what it says. It is beautiful. Um, and I thought like, this is something I would want to get up and be like looking forward to. If I were a child, I would look forward to homeschooling with this curriculum every day. And so, um, I've chosen that for ELA and for math for both, for both my kids. Um, and I've, I've, like I said, I've ordered it, but it hasn't come in yet, but I was just really excited about it. Cause when I looked at the ELA, especially for Caleb, it, um, the ELA had geography and like watercolor art already integrated into it. And I thought, well, how cool is that? And then as I was looking at the math for Elise, um, and I showed it to her, it has like, all, it's like, I guess she, I didn't really do as much research as I should have on the original like publisher and author, but she um, has integrated all the different styles of learning into her math curriculum. So there's like auditory, there's visual, there's kinesthetic, and there's just all these different things. So the math 
comes with like a little toolbox for your first grader, which Elise will be in first grade. And so it kind of comes with that. And I thought, well, that's super cool because I feel like that's, that's so much of what we, I was missing, you know, in public school is my, my daughter is a totally different kind of learner than my son. Like my daughter, I can like, I'll, I'll give, if I give her something to do, she's like interested in something else in the next five minutes. Yeah. My son, he'll, he'll just like steady sit there and like, yes, ma'am, I'll do whatever it is. And he just, he loves to work. He loves routine. He loves schedules. Um, and so with her, I was like, oh my gosh, it's great because it has all these little, you know, tools in it that are, that are going to work for her. Cause she's majorly a kinesthetic learner. She loves movement and um, that's just, that's her thing. So that was super exciting. And that it was hard because I'd heard, you know, you hear everybody talk about like, oh, there's this curriculum and that there's that curriculum. And there's, there's a lot out there, but you really have to find what works best for your children. And I think that's the main thing is like, you know, some people are really into Matthew C. And I looked at that and I was like, that looks really good. But then I looked at this and I'm like, this looks even better for my, yeah. you know, for my kids, but yeah. it may not be for everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. so you just got to find what works best for your children. You got to know their style, their learning style and their personalities yeah. and know what works best for them. I agree. And we so. haven't, we haven't stuck with, I don't think any curriculum two years mm-hmm. in a row. <laughs> we're always, we're always, well, the kids trying. change so they you kinda, do. And, and, and they get great, bored. Like, yeah. And that's so great. Like with homeschooling, you, your children change and you can change and adapt with them. Right. And with public school, like if you're like, you know, this as a teacher, like if your school picks the journeys, like curriculum, you're stuck with journeys for five yeah. years or you're yeah. stuck with whatever for, you know, whatever math they pick, you're stuck with it for five years. Yeah. You, as a parent, you don't really have any say so in what kind of curriculum, Mm -hmm. um, your children have. So, yeah. Yeah. So for parents that aren't aware, what is, what does the acronym ELA stand for? Oh, ELA stands for English language arts. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Sorry about that. (laughs) You're fine. I know there's gonna be a lot of people like what's ELA. I knew that it is ELA. I knew that yes. it stood for that, that, but, um, a lot of people are like, uh, I'm new to this whole thing and you have all this yeah. weird terminology. Okay. So right. no, what, thank you. what are your first priorities when school starts back in the fall and you're, you're going to mm-hmm. keep, are you doing year round or are you going with the school system? I think we're going to stick to kind of going with the school system. We're taking a break because my kids need a break. Yes. Like my son took FSA this year and he had, right. He was in fourth grade. So he had writing, um, language arts and math. Um, testing. And so like, we really needed a break and then we'll start back probably around the same time that um, school starts back. So So, what are your, what are your first priorities? Um, My first priorities are to just establish a rhythm in our home and establish a routine. And, and it may look like, you know, taking more frequent breaks than it may look like, you know, not pushing as hard, you know, like, um, some kids don't need to be pushed really mm-hmm. hard to do their work. Some need to be pushed a little harder than others, but you know, and it's gonna, it, it's, it's probably going to look a little chaotic at first yeah. you know, because I'm going to be trying to figure out like what each child needs. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned before, they're total opposites. Um, but I've already started thinking like, what can I have my daughter do while I'm working with my son and then right. vice versa? Like, what can I have him do when she, she needs me to work with her one-on-one? And yeah. so the home, those are my priorities. Yeah. <laughs> the difference between public school and homeschooling is mm-hmm. night and day. I mean, I, 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 I look at the classrooms that I used to have. I mean, I, at one point I had 25 students in my class and mm-hmm. I think 
I think back, how in the world did I teach all of those kids when mm-hmm. I'm struggling to teach my three of three different right. levels? It's very, right. very di- different because you basically teach your 25 students as one, as mm-hmm. one. You teach you mm-hmm. teach as one and they, you know, you don't have the different levels of, mm-hmm. um, you know, the different grade levels and they don't have the freedom like your kids do, right. your personal kids do to come and ask you questions for every little thing. You, mm-hmm. they basically look at each other and they're like, oh, he's doing his work. He's not asking questions. I'm going to put my head down and keep doing my work and not ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's totally different with homeschooling because your kids feel like they can ask you every <laughs> anything. thing. And <laughs> we're like, no, Mom. you need to do your work. You need to, you need to be independent. So, right. um, it's very, it's, it's got a whole, a whole set of its own challenges. I'm so. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. So do you, um, this is one of the last questions. So do you have any interest in learning homemaking and homesteading skills? And if you do, because you know, the whole, you know, my whole podcast is on homemaking habits and homemaking, homeschooling Mm -hmm. and homesteading. Do you have any interest in what, what are you interested in? I do have interest and I'm like so jealous of these beautiful gardens that I see all the time. And I have no idea where to start. Like I'm doing good to just keep my little succulents in my window alive right now. And so like, I want to do that. And I've already talked to Heather. I'm like, help me. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like you have this beautiful garden right now. What are you doing? Because I, I just want to, um, I went to, I went to garden. I want to be out there and I basically have a black thumb. So I don't even like, what do I do? Where do I start? So what I did the other day, I was like, I just looked up like what to plant in June. Like what can I plant in June? You know, I and to just yeah. start getting ready. Like, yeah. you know, and what my husband, he's, um, he's on kind of a special diet. So I'm like, well, we can plant sweet potatoes. Like that's something we could at least start with. And so yeah. we're going to start with certain things like that, that we can, yeah. yeah. We're trying yeah. to do like kind of anti-inflammatory for him. If people All are wondering right. like, oh, what kind of special diet? Like just yeah. sort of anti-inflammatory. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, um, literally just went to the feed store today, even mm-hmm. though it's June and I bought more, I like, <laughs> I feel like as a a gardener, that's how you treat yourself. You know, like Mm -hmm. how you, you know, how they say these crazy plant ladies that will bring home plants. It's, (laughs) it's, it's the same, but in a gardening fashion, (laughs) I brought home some bell pepper plants. I literally just Mm -hmm. stuck them out in the garden and some watermelon plants. And I don't care if it's June and it feels like I'm late in the year. I will have watermelon coming up in October. I don't care. That's okay. I love watermelon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on today and sharing your journey. I know this is going to help a lot of families. So Mm -hmm. before we go, why don't you tell us what you do? I know that you're Mm -hmm. no longer teaching, but are you doing anything that you're earning any kind of side income or supporting your family and tell us what you are doing, any services that you provide. And Mm -hmm. if you are Mm -hmm. what they are and how people can contact you about them. Okay. So I do young living and I'm going to start focusing more on that. I haven't really focused on it very much just because, you know, I had another job and it was a lot easier to just go to my other job. And, you know, my friends at work would go like, Hey, can I get some thieves cleaner from you? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll give you my discount. Um, but yeah, I'm going to start focusing on that a lot more. And, um, I also am going to offer some tutoring services since I'm a teacher and I've got experience with, you know, working with all different kinds of um, age groups. And um, uh, I've worked to children with different types of learning disabilities and things like right. that. And so um, 
uh, taught many children how to read, including my own children. So um, I'm going to be doing that. And then I'm, I haven't started yet, but I want to get into like homeschool evaluations and um, just being that I'm a certified teacher, I can, you know, keep, I can help other families, you know, get those evaluations done whenever they're nearing the end of their year and they need, you know, a teacher to look and make sure that, um, their students have their children, their children, not their students, their children have learned and they have gotten to where they need to, to be, to move on to the next level. So awesome. So how can people contact you? Are you on social media? I am. I'm on Instagram. Um, it's this passionate life. That's my, um, Instagram go-to. And then I'm on Facebook, um, just under my name, Beth Johns. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I want to contact me. They can do that. I'll put those, uh, contact information in the show notes as well. All right, friend, I'm so excited for this year to do homeschooling with you. And thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. If you find yourself in the same place as Beth, wanting to spend more time with your kids and you're thinking about homeschooling, you may have been thinking about this for a while now and you just can't shake the feeling. I wanna encourage you to keep researching, keep connecting with other homeschool moms and moms who are just like you, on the verge of taking the next step. You know why you haven't taken that step? is because you don't know what's waiting on the other side. I also want you to join our Facebook group so you can get encouragement from other moms who are also seeking to downsize and declutter their home, get more organized and systemized, work from home moms who need to create better habits in home management. There's an entire community just waiting for you. Go to habitsandhome.com slash community to join the group. Also, don't forget to claim your spot, your clutter and habits private coaching session with me. I only have four spots available for July and they are going to go fast. So go to habitsandhome.com slash services to claim your spot. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.